Hello, welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. I'm Lewis Tomlinson. Sat next to me, as always, is the Man Mountain. That is Jim Watson. Hello. How are you doing, Jim? Fine. Uh, not a very profitable week last week and struggled to find a winner, but hopefully this weekend should be a more profitable one. Uh, just listen to me, just listen to me, because I was piling them in this week. We'll be talking about the weekend's action, grade one novice action over in Ireland, as well as top-class racing at Newbury and the return of the king, the <laughs> king of the hurdlers. You never should have doubted him. No one on earth should have doubted him. He's proven to you all. He's won, he's won the fight if with middle fingers up. <laughs> I agree. We'll also be looking forward to this weekend's action at Aintree and the Tingle Creek, the return of Altior. And Bouvelier breezes through to take the lead. He crashes through the final flight. He did not check his momentum. He's powering clear. The dual champion hurdler is back. And Bouvelier is coming clear of this classy field. A record fifth win in the fighting fifth for Nicky Henderson. Right, I guess the place to start is up in the northeast, Newcastle. And Bouvardere, three champion hurdles. Yeah, it's going to happen. It, it certainly looks like it's going to happen now. Uh, he beat Sam Crow comfortably. He was on the bridle coming to the last, even ploughed through the last hurdle and won causally. Your three to one for him to win the champion hurdle is looking a very nice price now, isn't it? Nine to two. Nine to two, even. Nine to two. How nine. you even got nine to two on him to win a third champion hurdle is unreal. Well. I don't. I, I mean, yeah, it is mental, but he's been consistently underestimated for the past two years. The amount I, I, I put a tweet out on Saturday after he went to say no horse, no other horse would have been able to achieve as much as Bouvardere has, and still get slagged off by some people. I agree there. He's a true, true, true champion. And even look at this: Sam Crow went off favourite. Sam Crow should never have Sam gone Crow, off six to five. Sam Crow went off favourite. So. It, it's not mental that nine to two. Well, it is mental that nine to two was available for Bouvardet at the start of the season. But I'm not surprised by it. But because he's been consistently underestimated, he was underestimated at the weekend. And I said he's wondering cartwheels here. I, I said having a look at the racing post in running comment, it finishes with one word: impressive, impressive. impressive. I mean, it's going to take something to stop him. Now, does this mean Willie Mullins throws his Lorena dart at this race now that he knows that Ireland Sam Crow isn't up to Bouvardere's standard? I, I just think Sam Crow looks slow. He looks like a chaser. He looks like three miles relishing. Yeah, that's but what I think. If you were going to stick with hurdles, you'd go for the stairs hurdle. 100%. He's, he's just not got the speed. He's, he's just looked like he was going up and down on the spot. Yeah, I agree completely. And look, I know Gordon Elliott said you know, it'll take a miracle for Sam Crow to overturn the form of Bouvardet. There's another grade one race there that's got no one in it at the Cheltenham Festival. Exactly. Take Sam Crow to the stairs. Because he'll be favourite. And he'll win. He should win. Off the back of that, look, he can't really knock his performance better than at Down Royal. Yeah. I say he's, he's been done by a dual champion hurdler. Two miles look sharp he's, he's, for him. He's scary over them hurdles, Bouvardere. He gets so low and he's so quick over him. Oh, he's unreal. Yeah, unreal. And I absolutely love the fact that he absolutely just smashed his way through the final hurdle. <laughs> he just got treated complete disregard. Yeah. Didn't care it were there. I'll just tank my way through it. Somerville Boy know. has run a flat sort of race. Disappointing, really. Would you agree there? Uh, 
He doesn't jump well. He, 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 apparently at home, Noel Feely says he jumps really well and he doesn't put a foot wrong at home. But the first three hurdles, I backed him on Saturday being the imbecile that I am <laughs> at six to one, thinking six to one's massive. And then and then realising, yeah, there's a reason why he's six to one. But he, he, he just needs to brush up on his hurdly. There's rumours he might be going over fences, but if he ju- can't jump a hurdle nicely... I can't see. I mean, do you not think he might start respecting a fence more? Possibly. More than he respects hurdles. Yeah, slightly flat from Somerville, but it was a tough task, though. But you can you can probably give him this. It's first time out, in it. You can possibly put a line through him and and see how he runs next time. But it looks it looks. I mean, even without Boover there, he wouldn't be in my top three in the champion hurdle. I agree. As as of now based off based on that. There's only, the, all eyes are on Boover there, that's it now for me. Yeah. The, the champion that race has sort of sealed the champion hurdle betting for me and Boover is gonna win. Yeah, but who do you think is the best of the rest? If Boover clearly the best two mile hurdler right well, I, I think Lorena, but I don't think she'll turn up. That's the only issue. I think Lorena is a very, very high class mare and I, I do think if she was to run against Bouverdere, she could probably give him a race, but I'm I'm I don't think he'll go for that race. That's the issue. What she should go for the mares because yeah. I think uh, Willie's pretty adamant about the champion, isn't he? I, th- I think they'll bottle it last minute and go mares. Wow, they'll enter him in both like they usually do, but I think they'll bottle it last minute. Willie Mullins bottle job, <laughs> according to James Watson. And also at Newcastle, we'll just have a quick mention of Lakeview Lad, won the rehearsal chase. I mean, staying chase winner, Trevor Hemmingsilks, Grand National. Obvi- uh, it, uh, recently purchased by Trevor Hemmings as well, so it's obvious this race, he's had this race in mind for a while now. Uh, he, he, he's consistent in his nice string of ones, twos and threes next to his name. He's running all the big northern chases and... Yeah, but there's a horse that finished third that I know that you're a really big fan of. Yeah, um, it's a horse I backed anti-post to the Grand National two years ago. Uh, it's a Tago Trail. I was really impressed by him as well. He ran a cracking race. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't run like a horse who'd have who's had almost two, two years, years off. off. Yeah. Uh, I see he's far from two years ago. Run the finished second in the Peter Marsh to Bristol the Mile. Yeah, and then twenty-two lengths. And then uh, beat him at Sandown on the start prior to that. Yeah. It's really, really strong form, uh, and now we're really impressed with that. Surely that run should have blown all the cobwebs away, and he he should be a nice staying chaser to go forward with. But yeah, later view lad looks like a Grand National sort of type of yeah, horse. the sort of horse who'll be turning up at entry. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move over to Newbury now. Two days of action there. We'll start with the Friday. You know what I mean? Harry's back. I know, and we said last time in the race at Aintree where he finished third that he looked outpaced and slow, and that was over two mile four, and this was over three mile, and he seemed to relish it back up in trip. Uh, it's nice to see an old boy get back to winning ways, but I'm I'm not sure he'll ever be capable of hitting the heights of what he used to. I've got no idea what to make of this. I've got race. no idea of what to think of the stairs hurdle at the minute. It's such, so murky, and anyone really could have a decent opportunity to win. Uh, Holstone was mightily disappointed. Yeah, I mean, his win last time certainly entitled him to be back in the picture yeah. for the stairs hurdle. 
I mean, if, if if you're a Holstone fan, maybe you could cling on to the fact that he ran a stinker in this race as well last year. Maybe there's just yeah. something about Newbury that doesn't agree with him. I agree. And Sam Spinner, after his little injury doubt at the start of the season, he, he just doesn't look the same all yeah, last year. Yeah, looks gone at the game. Just did, he didn't look like he was enjoying any of it. No. But no. a horse that I mentioned in last week's podcast and really, really... Love this horse. He's more mellow. Now he was running a hell of a race. Yeah, she, whether, she, whether, she was going well. Whether whether three mile quite stretched her that stretched her too much, and maybe she just got tired and fell. But yeah. I, I think more mellow could be a nice one to keep on side. She was looking like she was going to run a really good race. I mean, going back to the stayers, does winning races like this in titles? You know what I mean, Harry. It does entitle to be, him to be... To be considered. Surely if he were going to win it, he would have won it two years ago. I agree. But there's not much else apart from Faheen, who he, was... He's, he's 10 years old now, going on 11, and the stays hurdle just seems to be a race for the older horse now, Faheen, you know what I mean, Harry. And I'm, yeah. I'm not sure... It needs... A, like, if Thistlecrack was to jump in the stays hurdle... Oh, he'd win it. He'd win it. Easily. So, I, I, just a note out to Colin Tizard, please put this or crack in yeah. the stairs hurdle and ignite it up a bit, please. Yeah, and the grade two novice chase. Jim, what happened to Lost in Translation? Well, he ploughed through the, the third... The best horse in the oh, world. He, he, he just collided through the third fence, uh, third to last fence, and you can't make oh. an error. Uh, he's, he will beat Le Bagoua one day. Because, yeah. I, I I think the world of this horse and that jumping error just blew his chance. He was going really, really well, well as well. It wasn't even really a jumping error. It was just like he didn't jump. He just didn't jump. He just ran through I, a fence. I, I was more surprised that he even stayed on his feet because they, the rest of the day on Friday, they abandoned that fence because yeah. no one could jump over it because it was that destroyed. So, Le Bagoua, we're talking about the third year, but Le Bagoua that won... She's Favourite for the JLT now? No. No, you know, I think she's really likable, really game. I've, I've always had this thing with her where is this another one of the list of James Watson, James Watson dislikes for no apparent reason? Uh, yeah, I think it's. I can't. Go on, what is this? Is it her name? Did she look at you funny? It it might even go back to Cheltenham when she ran in the mayor's novices hurdle back in twenty six no twenty seventeen. Where she got beat by Let's Dance, and I really, really fancied her, and she were ten to one. And you still hold the grudge. And to I this still day. hold to the grudge to this day that she disappointed me, and she just keeps disappointing me whenever I seem to put my money down. So she she jumped beautifully, yeah. and I never thought I'd see her on fences. I thought she'd just be a hurdler, but Lost in Translation is going to be her one day. Lost in Translation is going to win the Gold Cup. <laughs> And he stunned me into silence. <laughs> uh, yeah, if if Jim can take one minute out from sending Warren Greatricks hate mail about Labagoa, we'll move on to the Saturday and another novice chase and one who definitely will win the Gold Cup in the future is Santini. Santini versus all Lost in Translation next year. Oh, I'm all over that. Oh, all over a Gold Cup or Santini. Santini did make a slight error uh, on the back straight, but... I tell you what, this horse is special. When when you first see a horse and you go, wow, 
that that was Saturday's performance. It was a wow moment. Yeah. I I think the form of that race was very, very, very strong. Kilbrick and Storm ran a odd sort of race again. I think it could be hurdles, stick to hurdles with Kilbrick, and you could even run him in the stayers and see how he fares in that. Yeah. Lebrill ran a good race. I just don't think Lebrill stays three miles that well. Solid and consistent, though, Lebrill. Yeah, and Rocky's Treasure won impressively. Uh, Weatherby last time out beating Poetic Rhythm one, easily. One, one for good. Three male handicaps, Rocky's treasure. Yeah, and I, I do think Santini is a class above most of them in this field and deserve to win, and I can see him winning the RSH. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Champ. Champ. The winner of the handicap hurdle. I was very, very impressed with Going for the Charo next. I was very, very impressed. Very keen. Uh at the start and took took the lead and I thought well he won't find anything and he certainly lived up to his name and I think this is a very very nice or something like the Ballymore later on in the season at Cheltenham I know it's a handicap uh, this was a handicap and that's a graded race but I'm they'll have to be going for the graded races now shortly after this he's won it by four and a half lengths in a class two handicap and he's going to go up a hell of a lot in the reins yeah a big fan of this horse he's Jump straight into my notebook now. And I know we've talked about global season a fair a fair bit on this podcast. Yeah, but you know he looked he looked back at it. He did, and I don't think the ground suited him that much either. Ben Pauling said on look on Sunday and Emma Lavelle that uh, good ground will be the key for him, and he didn't look at home at all on the surface, but still rallied well. Uh, He's going with the champion hurdle tilt in mind, uh, and he's entered. He's gonna go for the uh, Christmas race at Bouvedere runs in. Christmas hurdle. The Christmas hurdle. The Christmas hurdle. Uh, Not the silly Sandown race. No. Uh, so I, I think he's an, he's a very nice horse, and I did follow him a lot and tipped him a lot last season and this season. But this weekend was the only week I didn't tip him because of the ground. And I didn't even put a single penny on him. Yeah, may- maybe I was a little bit harsh on his performance at Ascot. Maybe, maybe. He did come second between a well handicapped Fidux. And he was keen as anything as well. He pulled Jockey's arms out the full way around. So. Yeah, but yeah, back on track for Global Citizen, certainly. Which is good to see because Ben Pauling had a bit of an up and down weekend, yeah. didn't he? He had the withdrawal of Willoughby Court and then he had. The winner in the old Aniti colours uh, in the novice hurdle. And then Barters Hill returned. And Barters Hill ran a flat rat sort of race and he's now retired. Yeah. So that, that, that horse in the novice hurdle looked quite good. What were it called? Something, something forecast. Something like that. Let's, I'm just going to have a look. Bright forecast. Bright forecast. Yeah. Looked very good. Uh, With, didn't jump necessarily that well. But as soon as they had that nice long galloping running... Flew home, didn't it? Just to have that Severano of Ollie Sherwood's. Uh, yeah. I, I think that could be a very nice horse. And it was third of three in a point to point previously. So it deserved to be the price that it was. Yeah, looked a good, obviously, heard all that. And a big price winner, bright forecast. Uh, we move on to the what was meant to be the feature race of the weekend, the Ladbrokes Trophy. I don't know what to make of it, it again. Cut, it cut up a lot. The one thing I took out of this race was elegant escape once, four miles, and will have a serious chance in the Grand National if he runs. Oh, he'd, he'd be favourite, probably. I, I 
I, I think he's a cracking sort of horse. He he sort of hit a flat spot almost, and then he rallied on the running. He, I thought he was flying at, at the end, and no disrespect to sizing Tennessee, maybe because he's a ten-year-old and he's unattractive. The fact that he's ten, but he, he, he didn't. I didn't even know he were in the race. If I'm being brutally honest, well, he did it really well. He did. He did it really well. Which and again, I think the Welsh Nationals meant to be next in mind for him, which is a sort of race you can see him. But but I can I can see most of these runners him. running in the Welsh National, and he's going to go up a lot in the weights winning this uh, by ten. One length. five seven, I think he's up to now. It's something that might be time form rating rather than official. But I know if, he's. If you look at Miss Parfar, she'll drop and could become attractive mark in that national. Mm, I, I I think. I think Dingo Dollar and a cracker uh, just didn't quite stay out the extra two furlongs. I think three mile, two mile, four could be his thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, that's what I'd take from his performance as well. Uh, he travelled so well, but just didn't find that much. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I was impressed with size in Tennessee. Maybe the fact that, as you've said, he was 10. I'm slightly disappointed in the, in the Scottish National. Yeah. Kind of put people off him, but... I think he's he's won a race that admittedly did cut up, but he's done it really nicely. It never looked in danger of of being beaten. Uh, that's an elegant escape, crying out for a goal at the Grand National. And, and Surely what's, Colin. what's more impressive is that Colin Tizard has just trained at a one-two in what used to be the Hennessy and is now the Labrooks. That is some training performance. Yeah, to be oh honest. yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Three mile staying chasers seem to be his his bag. Yeah, and talking of three time Grade One winners. Well, in the same race, like Bouverdere, although he's not easy because Irving won it two years ago. Yeah. Two-time grade one winners. Better than that, he's a three-time grade one winner. Apples, Jade in the hat and grace. Wow. Three in a row. She obliterated the field. 20 uh, lengths. Uh, Super Sunday was back behind. Uh, I think he, Gordon Elliott needs to have a word with O'Leary and tell him to run her in the champion hurdle because... And we need to stop her running these dilly dally mares races and get her running against the big boys. She got beat in a dilly dally mares race last year, though. I know, but that was her in season. Yeah, she was in season. She was in season, she? and they've they've found the code this year with marbles. Yeah. So I I think she's she's a wonderful wonderful mare, and I think she's got a massive chance in the champion hurdle if she runs. And I know no, I mentioned Limini. The girls get the weight allowance against Bouverdere and could rattle him. What about you? I'd go Stayers. Stayers? Yeah. I like her as a, I like her as a stayer. I, I, I like her more over three miles than I do over two. I think that two mile four just is her bag now. But oh yeah. But the thing is that three miles pushes her too much, but two miles too quick. I, I, I'm not. Uh, I do. I do like it. Chances are over two mile, and two mile four is a bag. I'm not sh- quite sure she stays three miles. Well, do we ask? I mean, look, it, it was a record victory that in the Hatton's Grace, both in terms of lengths, 20 lengths, becoming the w- record winning distance in that, and also she's the first horse to ever win it three years in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what race would you go for the festival with her at then, Jim? The champion hurdle? I'd go champion hurdle. What do you think they'll do? Good for the mares. 
I, I agree. Well, on paper, it makes sense. Two falls are the best distance. Yeah. And the, the you know, the maze is surely an easier target. Yeah. And, and, and you go at the end of the day, you want to win races at the Cheltenham You just want to win a race at Cheltenham. And rather than finish fourth in the champion hurdle. I agree. Uh, and they've already got Sam Crow who's going to go for the champion hurdle. So there's no point really running both of them against each other. No. I'd agree with that, but yeah, cracking performance from Apple's Jade. Nice to nice to see her back. What what do you think that means for Benny Dejeu when she comes back? How good do you think she is? She could be a superstar, couldn't she? Yeah. Um, could go for either any race at Cheltenham. Really, she's sort of a dual purpose. Can do whatever distance really she wants. I I, I think she could be something special to come back. Yeah, I quite I like to see a rematch between Apple's Jade and Benny Dejeu. Yeah, that'd be a cracking over two mile four. I mean, yeah, I mean, Apple's Jade would certainly go a favourite for that, but I don't know whether she'd be entitled to based on the fact that I say when Benny, they have faced each other, it's two nil to Benny Dejeur. Benny Dejeur has beat it twice, so yeah, really nice. So two really nice mares there, and of course, still Lorena to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Grade One Royal Bond Novice Hurdle, I catch her the week a few weeks ago. Well, I said. Royal Bond type. Quick grab him. Probably the best novice hurdler there is so far this season. Correct. Ruby Walsh rode a peach. And for all them people who go, Ruby Walsh falls off. Ruby Walsh does this. He he rode them to sleep here and he stole this race. Yeah, like he steals money from my pockets when he falls off every horse. He's a crook, Jim. <laughs> He's not. He, he is one of the best jockeys of our generation and we have this debate near enough every week when he falls off one at the last... He doesn't fall off on purpose, no, of course does he? Not. Uh, he's world class, and this is a two weeks in a row is a prime example why he is the best jockey, one of the best jockeys in the world. I really like quick grabbing. So do I. I, I. I think I just like. It's almost like his stride. He just looks effortless. Yeah. He, he seems like he covers such an amount of ground every time he strides. And it's nice to see that. Willie Mullins has a horse that's not cost a lot of money. It's not come from... Yeah, it's not uh, not big, a Richie or Jiggins Town. It's Geraldine Worcester. She's bought it for 30 grand. Uh, and it's not, like, got this big reputation or it's the big colours, the Potensis colours or whatever. So it's nice to see that Willie Mullins, even though after the, go- uh, the O'Leary split, that he's still getting nice horses from new owners. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a champion for a reason. But, yeah, really nice to see one for the... I mean, it is Willie Mullins and Ruby Walsh, but certainly one for the smaller Com- smaller owners there. Com- Commander of Fleet was a slightly disappointing, I thought. And I think he possibly wanted a bit quicker tempo. I'm, 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 I was very disappointed because he won that uh, Punchestown bumper by eight and a half lengths, and that normally springs a good one for well, him. He, he won his maiden hurdle over... Over too far, and that to me looks like it should suit him more. The two miles I looks agree. more like a Ballymore horse rather than a a supreme horse. And we'll just touch on the novice chaser, Grade One Drinmore. I wrote an article at the start of the season about five five novice chasers I were really interested in. I had Delta work down on that. I mean, did you I, back him? No. <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't fancy him at the price. I bought Discorama in this, and I got twelves. He ran an odd sort of race. Well, shall we start with Delta Work instead of yeah going for the horse that finished fifth? Uh, yeah, I, 
I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Santini, I'd be all over Delta work for the RSA. Yeah, he he just won that Potemps race, the Potemps race at Cheltenham last year by nose. Beat and then finished a very very close second to next destination Who in the Grade One. Very 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 good horse, and then won on his debut at Down Royal fairly comfortably. Uh, I, I think he's very very good, but he's not up to Santini's level. <laughs> Not sh- I'm not quite sure that yet. He he seemed to me like, you know, three miles of his game. He was best over three miles as a hurdler. This was over two four. It, if I were marking the race up, I'd have had him as favourite. Yeah, just because he, he was a better hurdler than Lorishberg. Yeah, Lorishberg has been impressive on his last couple of starts, including in that Grade Three at Tipperary. But f- for me, yeah, Delta Work should have gone off favourite. He had the best form in the race. But yeah, one one nice again, another another solid RSA contender there. Is that it for this for last weekend? We can just briefly touch on Envoy Allen. Yeah, uh, cost a lot of lot of money for a for the Cheveley Park for team. the Cheveley Park team four hundred thousand. Uh, looked very green, I think. Yeah, and certainly will have gone on will improve for this run, and also with the the doubt now that Malone, Malone Road, Road, yeah, for the same colours may have. A, a knee, knee injury and could miss the season. It could possibly open a door for Envoy Allen to run. Yeah, certainly looked like he was getting the hang of things as the race went on. Envoy Allen didn't look the finished article at all yet, but a re- really nice start to his career. And look, I say a lot of money has been exchanged in order to have him in the Cheveley Park silks. Eight hundred thousand be- Malone Road and Envoy Allen between the two, nearly so. Ridiculous well, money. So far, they both look like they've got the potential to repay that. Malone Road certainly looked absolutely monstrous. Correct. Absolutely gutting if he's out for the season. Right, we'll move on to previewing this weekend's action. This is Altior to join Min at the final fence. They touch down together. They head up the running. Blackjack it is Altior has just taken the lead. Min is a length and a half behind in second place. Altior is powering away up the hill. He looks in trouble, but it's another victory. Unbeaten over fences. Altior is the champion chaser. I mean, the place to start surely is the Tingle Creek chase because Altior, still unbeaten over obstacles, faces what? Could really be his toughest test to date in this, I think. If With Sol old... Royal and St Calvados both looking likely target runners in this. James, what do you make of the race? I think I think this could be it seems to be like this year they're not afraid against running against each other. No. Like they they normally save themselves for Cheltenham and then slowly progress. But I I, I think this could be one of the races of the season. Altior, Sol Royal has been a lovely sort of horse. St. Calvados. Earned a sores in there, but I, I can't see him turning up. And footpad won't run. Won't run, I don't think. I think they'll keep him in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the three of them at the top of the betting, isn't it? Altios, Sol Royal and St. Calvados. Looks like the race is between them three. But f- for me, if if I was betting on this race, Altior is very, very short, four to seven. And... St. Calvados each way, 4-1. to one. If you could get 5, there's 5-1 to one in places each way. Money could, I can, I can see St. Calvados running a big race after running behind foot, uh, beating footpad last time out. What do you say, Lou? You're all over Altior, of course. But I, I, I am, 
I am, and I, I, I do think he'll win this. But, as I said, I, I would argue this is as hard of a race he's ever going to get. So Royale, you know, still five out of six over fences. Correct. Easy winner of the Schler chase last time. Just jumps really well. Jumps really well. And what St. Calvados did to footpaddle last time was more reminiscent of when he won at Warwick mm-hmm. rather than, you know, I and, mean, it, it wasn't... It, it didn't, the race at Cheltenham didn't play to his strengths at all. And Sundown is a track that sort of suits the front runner if they get in the rhythm yeah, up front. completely. And I could see him possibly troubling Altior because Altior sometimes just hits that little flat spot where he just needs rousting along and then he gets going. But I, I, I like St. Calvados at the price. If, if there's any 5-1 to one still around, I'd take it because what he did to... Uh, footpad last time out was mightily impressive. Yeah, I mean, if if you believe the winner of the champion chase is going to be anything other than Altior, you'd have to back him for this as well. Correct. Surely. Because if, if Altior manages to beat Sorrell and St Calvados, which is, you know, 2-1 two, two on, on in some places to do, which is really, really short, I think. I mean, he's got to be... I mean, is it... The likeliest outcome is Altior wins this. Correct. Surely. But I don't think horses of the calibre of Soul Royal and St Calvados have come and had a go at him. No. Re- recently. And, and this could be one of the best renewals of the Tingle Creek. And I do think that Altior is the st- a stable star of this division. But just the price of 4 to 7, 8 to 13 just doesn't interest me whatsoever. So Altior wins, but no bet for you. But, uh, yeah, just sit and enjoy. But if I was, I'd probably do Altior Saint Calvados forecast. Yeah, I'd pro- I'd probably agree with that. Al- Altior to win, or but, even do the tricast and put Sol Royale in third, because I can see him finishing third. Yeah, it wouldn't be a be- it wouldn't be a betting race for no, me. No, just just watching. Love Altior. Enjo- enjoy. Yeah, uh, there's a Grade One novice chase as well. The Henry the Eighth, Le Law, Le Law. Eight to thirteen, already five days ahead of the race. There's not too much else in there really. This should be a good, a, another victory for for the law and almost more of a measure of his abilities. Seeing him again. Now there beat. is a horse in here. Really? That the law. Oh, it's dynamite dollars in it. Dynamite Bloody dollars. Hell. How Jesus you, Christ! How dude. have you missed him out there? He ran a cracky race behind Lalor last time out at Cheltenham. Uh, might get a no. Will they have a penalty? No. No. Me. I mean, my eyes have rolled back so far in me, and I'm looking at my own brain, James. <laughs> Dynamite Dollars will not beat Lalor. What happens if Lalor falls? This this track is completely opposite to Cheltenham. It's sharper. Uh, the fences come quicker. I I I'm, I, I think. It's too short for me to be back in at 8 to 13, anti post already, looking for Saturday. Uh, dynamite dollars each way. I mean, look, Kalashnikov won at, won at Plumpton yesterday, didn't no, he? In, in a schooling session. That was very, very impressive. He's back to joint favourites with Lalor for the article. I, I'd be all over Kalashnikov. Really? Yeah, I'd Kalashnikov over Lalor. If it was a, a match bet between Kalashnikov and Lalor, it'd be. Kalashnikov all day long. I'd be in the other camp. Let's make it happen. He's, he's beaten nothing so far. <laughs> Kalashnikov, he's beaten a lot nothing. And to me, he seems like a horse who 
We'll get done by quicker ones over two miles. I can I can see him getting done over two miles, yeah. I, I can see that, but I'm a massive fan of Kalashnikov. I mean, being sane and not having dynamite dollars goggles on, could, I mean, the next two in the bit, Diakale and Pacific de Bone, two greys. Uh, Diakale's free from free. Gone chasing late in his life, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but last time out, it was just... That quite lucky that one for Billy. I think one for Billy out. was going to come and nab him. Uh, the race, well, Desire fell and one for Billy ran out. So take that form with a pinch of salt, really. And he is a very nice horse and he's been around for what seems like ages. And now with Gary Moore, Sandown could suit because Gary Moore's horses always seem to run well at Sandown. But dynamite dollars. I feel Lalor wins it doing handstands. Absolutely doing handstands. Right, we'll move up back up north now to Aintree. And the first race we'll talk about here, I think, is going to be the Grey 2 Many Clouds chase. Definitely red favourite. Should win. He really should win this. I think it's quite a... It's got a lot of good horses in it, but it's quite a weak renewal. Like, top-class handicappers are now running in a grade two and definitely red is certainly this level uh about double shuffle last time out in the charlie hall where he fell at the first yeah catastrophically and i do think thinking about it now kempton is his track and will probably be primed for the king george just needs this run to get back to himself and i did underestimate definitely red when he won the charlie hall and i've always seemed to underestimate him but Probably because he's not got an E and he's definitely. But that's not the only yeah, reason. Yeah, in fact, I've just backed him. Just have a recall that I've backed definitely red 7-4. to four. Can't see him getting beaten. This as much as double shuffle. He's also a solid grade 2 level chaser nowadays, probably. I agree. I, f- I think... Course and distance form yeah. is what he needs. And I think he's got a massive chance. And if he doesn't win this, then what? where do you go from here with him? I mean, it's still the Grand National, isn't it? He's mm. meant to be he's going back for and he will be near enough to top weight. I can see him running another good race in that, to mm. be honest. I just say... Speaking of Grand Nationals, though, have you seen who sneaked in? Oh, right. One, one for, for Arthur. Arthur. First run for two years. Well, it'd be nice to see him back on the track. That will obviously have the intention of possibly going back for the National. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's rated 154 now, one for Arthur which doesn't put him too far off the best of these. He stays forever, and I I rated him. My initial thought after he won the Grand National was that he was a horse who was going places, and that he was a horse who was who still had more to come in his career, yeah, rather I, than the Grand National being his peak. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? He, he was a good winner of the National, and look, I, I'm not a fan of backing... Horses off the back of injury, mm-hmm. not at all. I hope he runs really well because I'm a massive fan of him. So do I, and it's always nice to see when they come back from injury just running again. And I, I do think definitely Red is the real standard setter here. Yeah, would you give him a chance to rock the Casbah after what he did at Cheltenham last time? It was very impressive, wasn't he, last time in the Bet Victor handicap chase, which was was a grade three. He beat Royal Vacation and Coney Gree, which the, the form's not that bad there, but he's not quite up to the level of definitely red, but 
his stable is going a lot better this season than it was last season. So you, you never know. No, you never know. I'd 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 agree with that. I, I think he certainly earned a crack at it. And again, I don't think he's too far off the best of these. If if there's more improvement to come from Cheltenham, I can see him being involved. The last samurai, I think he's in the beacher as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's double entered. He'll be. He, I, I th- mean, I think he'll go beacher. Yeah, I'd 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 probably go beacher if I were if I were. Harry Fry, who trains him now? I know, interesting that he has gone from Kim Bailey to Harry Fry. Kim Bailey never really did a lot wrong with him, to be honest, I don't think. Uh, I did back him the year when he was second and I thought he was going to win the National, but hey-ho. Yeah, mega solid horse. Uh, The last Samurai, but probably just not quite at the level of definitely red nowadays. Uh, We'll we'll move, we'll talk about the Grand Sefton. Uh, Creve Hill favourite for that for Nigel Twiston Davis. Next to the betting born survivor, Shanahan's turn, Catherine Miranda Soy, Remainder Sanam, Warrior's Tail, Kilcravale, Captain Redbeal, Forrester's Egg, and then 12's Bar then. What do you make of it, Jim? I don't have a massive opinion in this race. Uh, Creeville deserves to be the favourite, in my opinion, because his run behind Javert was solid last time. He was second behind Amber Gambler at Haydock, and he's just consistent and uh, uh, Captain Redbeard would be next on my list yeah. shortly behind he sort of he's the one I like the most he looked like he needed that run at Haydock last time and I do think that 2 mile 5 is more of his distance yeah, rather more, than 3 more mile back. Yeah. yeah and especially if his uh, Stuart Coulthard's Sunride Sam yeah, he'll take valuable claim off his back, and if I if I was probably to back something, I'd back Captain Redbeard in this. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think he's he's very fairly weighted at, at one four four. He had a really good season last year, Captain Redbeard. I, I know he got, he got into the Grand National, didn't he? he? Only made it as far as Foynhaven. Yeah, but that shouldn't be. I mean, it's always worth forgiving. A horse one fall at entry. It's if it's if a pattern starts to emerge that they can't jump round these fences. Uh, it starts to worry me. But I'd be I'd be happy to back Captain Redbeard if I'm honest. We've agreed on something for a yeah. change at eleven to one. Born Survivor for a long time has looked like he's had a big race in him, and up to the start of this year, I'd have almost put him in the category of. It's just become a bit of a disappointing horse. He was, but he's, he, he's already won twice this campaign. And one of them was a listed race at Weatherby where he beat Guitar Pete. So the farm in that race is strong. Yeah, uh, we all, I love Guitar Pete. I, I think he could run a good race. Uh, I'm, I'm just not sure. He, he always threatens, doesn't he? And then he never performs. Travels well, doesn't he? But he, he has been. He, well, he performed last time. So you'd, you'd have to give him a chance off that. 1 4 3 could still be a good mark for Born Survivor. You know, he's I mean, only gone up four pound for that listed win at Weatherby. So, I, I, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe go Captain Redbeard or Born Survivor in this. And the other one, uh, Shanahan's turn, second in the top of last season, Grand National tilt mentioned by, by Colin Tizard, as which if, as if he's not got enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean. If if he runs Shanahan's turn in the Grand National he's and not elegant escape, escape, he needs sectioning. <laughs> Absolutely needs sectioning. I agree there. Shanahan's it's turn. Ridiculous. Look, I say 
been been a quite a nice horse for a while. Always, well, not always there or thereabouts, but he's he's pitched up in a few good races in his career. And, and he normally turns up, doesn't he? Yeah, course form. Course form means a lot at Aintree. I agree. And again, you'd have to give him a chance. And the and the other one, the winner at Weatherby last time, Catamaranda Soy. For Dr Richard Newland. Whose record at Aintree is very, very good. As, as we saw the other week with Abolitionist, even over hurdles. Yeah. Pino de Ray, who won the National. I, I, I think Dr Richard New, Newland knows how to win races yeah. at Aintree. And I mean, the next race we'll talk about will be the Beecher, obviously. And Abolitionist, Antipose favourite for that, not going to run. No, which is slightly disappointing. But on a positive note... There is two in this that I am very, very keen on. In the beach, oh. and well, you, and you never guess what it is. Well, we'll come to that. We'll come to that in a minute. Warriors Tail. Would you give him a chance for in the national again last season? Again, this looks more his trip to me. It, I, I agree there. Uh, Aintree last time out behind War Sound, he, he just looked like it was slightly sharp for him, and the extra furlong will definitely help. Uh, I'm, I'm not with him. He's a bit of a He's an on and off horse, and at the minute, I think he's off. I think he's late season more than beginning of the season. So, going through, who wins the Grand Sefton for you? For me, Captain Redbeard. I agree. I agree. We, me and Jim both like the same 11 to 1 shot. 11 to 1's too big a price yeah. for Captain Redbeard. He should be 8. Yeah, the world is ending. By Jacob, Black Lion and Sheehan Fullbore on the far side. Bristol today sticks his nose down. A great day in West Yorkshire. And Bristol today wins the bet 365. Charlie Hall for Daryl Jacob. And a- right, we'll go to the beat to chase. There's 27 entered at the minute. Jim Watson, we've got enough time to go horse by horse if we want to. Shall we? I think we shall. Sh- we shall, yeah. Let's do it. Number one, Don Poe. We, Come we talk, on, Don. We talk, Turn up. We he's, talk got, about he's, he's got to win it. We talk, him out, talk about him every week. We've talked about him in the Labrooks Trophy. We've talked about him in the Bet Victor. I think you've heard all you need to hear about Don Pauly. Apart from he's got a massive chance if he runs in this. And he's now 14-1 to 1 from 20s. He's, yeah, he's, he is. Gordon Elliott said uh, Don Pauly's meant to run this Saturday. I mean, it's Don Pauly, so we might not again see him until... 2022, you know, <laughs> you know, Don Paul is gonna win the Qatar World Cup, <laughs> where it where he'll be 14 years old. <laughs> yeah, he'll be 14 years old. He'll win it because he's he'll, well, he'll outslow everyone. <laughs> I mean, again, the sort of race that outslowing is a very very capable tactic of winning, and a mark of 160 drop back into handicaps. Oh, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to see Don Pauly win this. I'd love to, but I don't think he will, because number two, Black Lion, is a horse that I absolutely adore. This is his race. Isn't he, it? he won this race last year, comfortably beating the last Samurai. Was second at Haydock in the Grand National Trial, which was slightly disappointing, but the ground was absolutely had a hard race up there, bottomless, and I think that sort of ruled him out for the rest of the season. Uh, he was brought down in the national at the second. At the second, then went to Sandown where he pulled up. But again, I'd I'd kind of forgive anything after that Haydock run because it did take a lot out of him. And he, I am a massive fan of this horse, and he's got a very, very, very big chance. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
look, he's he's not too far off being a grade one chaser, is he, Black Lion? He won this last year. Well, if you look at his form previous to the he's winning this race last year, he finished half a length behind Bristol Demai, who then went and hosed home in the Betfair chase last year, and he's done the same this year. So his form is phenomenally strong. Yeah, I agree. Cracking chance for Black Lion. Uh, number three, the last Samurai. Again, f- third in this last year, wasn't he? He was. Uh, just in, very, in, very in fact, solid. No, he was second. He second. was second last year. Uh, he's he's very solid. He likes Aintree, doesn't he? He's been cons- fairly consistent throughout his career. Uh, Don't think he's well handicapped, though. Uh, no, I think he's miles exposed now. And not someone who'd be taking my money at seven to one, to be honest. No, I'd 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 kinda of agree. I can see him hitting the frame, but I'd I'd be surprised if they were one or two better off at the weights than the last samurai. I agree. Number four is a horse I like for the in terms of Grand National prospects, Bally Optic. Another one for Nigel Twist and Davis. Uh he was second behind Joe Farrell in the Scottish National and was Fourth in the RSA at Cheltenham. Length and a half behind Elegant Escape that day. Uh, presenting Percy won. And he's got solid grade one form here. And he's second in the Scottish National strong form. I, I, I think he's got a very good chance and he deserves to be favourite. Yeah, it took him a while just to come to himself over fences, didn't it? Ballyoptic, he's jumping at the start of his chasing career. Often let him down, I thought. But yeah, it looks like a furrow for a stayer, and I'd, I would really be interested in, in seeing him in a Grand National. I mean, that's got to be the aim. Whether this trip might be on the sharp side for him, I think you, you might be able to pick a hole in that and say he does want a marathon trip rather than this, three miles. I agree. Uh, number five is Rock the Casbah. We've sort of talked about him because he's entered in the grade two. Yeah, again, if he turns up in this, so he's got an equally good chance. I think either race. I I think he'd he'd be better off in this race than going for yeah, uh, so, many clouds. So too. would I. So if he does run, he's he's not a judging by the fact that he's drifted from 14s to 16s makes me think he's going to go for the other race, and he's quite a big price. Yeah, but just in case he does turn up, though, I do think one five three is a very, very workable mark. I still, for I still do, even though he obliterated the field last time at Cheltenham. Yeah, so I'd give I'd give him a chance if he turned up in this. Number six, another horse who's been off since the back end of twenty seventeen, missed all of last season. Noble Endeavour. He said for Gordon Elliott. He's a lovely sort of horse. He was third in the Ultima. Behind Doom Temps Part Two, yeah, uh, he'd he'd won the Paddy Power Chase, beating the Crafty Butcher. He's got form over staying distances. Uh, he was six in the Irish National. Yeah, that was on his last start. Howard Duke. Obviously, something's gone wrong since then, and he may need this run. But I, I, he's a lovely horse to take forward to the future. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the Irish staying handicappers, he's up there. Oh, he's probably the best one. Yeah. Probably the most consistent saying handicapper in Ireland two two years ago. Missed all of last season. Again, I'm I don't know I don't know the reasoning for that. Cause was he entered in the national last year? I can't I can't quite remember. I can't I, yeah, I can't remember I can't remember either. 
Oh, I do know there were rumblings about people backing him anti post, certainly. Yeah. He was mentioned. I'm not I can't remember off the top of my head whether he was entered or not and then taken out. But uh, if he comes back at peak fitness, he should be bang there. He should be. Number seven present man is Jocked up, he's gonna run. He's gonna Brian. run. Uh I think he's he's Christmas came last time out in the Badger Rails and I, I don't think he should be winning this. He's a twelve to one's a very short price, I think. He's in, he's in form though. He is in form, and it is good enough. Mark of one five one, little bit steep possibly. That's uh, a career high mark for him, and he may struggle, but and he's present man, and he's a lovely sort of horse, uh, but not for me. Yeah, he should he should take them along, shouldn't he? Bowl, bowl along in front and jump. And he'll invite everyone to come and have a crack at him. Yeah. That, that that that's his style, and it's the sort of style that suits that suits the Grand National fence of that entry. I agree there, and yeah, he's a he's a lovely sort of horse, but not for winning this race. Number eight, Mumbeg Notorious, second behind the storyteller in that odd race. Yeah, at I mean, we, Town. we both gave him a chance in the Ladbrokes Trophy. Yeah, we both did, and and he has got decent form. And he finished eighth in a three-mile... Well, it's the Irish National. Three, oh, yeah. In the Irish National. And I just don't think he stayed that day. And three-mile one possibly could be his bag. And Gordon Elliott could fire two in this so far that have got a massive chance. And Just be the ground for me. Yeah. If it's any quicker than, than soft. Because all his wins have been on soft and heavy. And... I do agree yeah. there that he needs a lot of rain to perform. I mean, we're talking about Don Pauly out-slowing. I think Mumbeg Notorious is another out-slower. Mm-hmm. He needs he needs a bog. He needs everything to be crawling along. And he'll just grind and grind. And he's only got one gear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, te- it wins races. He's a grade two winner. But, yeah, there'd be others, I probably think, they tend to go quite fast, that entry, don't they? They do, yeah. And the race probably not for me. Well, suit him. Number nine, Ultra Gold. Who finished second in the Grand Sefton last year and then won the Topham. Well, two, in, two years in a row he's won the two Topham. Year, two years he's won it now. He's he's a lovely sort of horse. Loves it round here. And he, he car specialist. I'm, I'm not sure. He's looking... He's seven pound above his last win at Aintree in the Topham. Uh, I think he's a bit high and needs to go down in the weights a bit. Yeah, for me, it it'd be the trip. Most of his forms around two and a half. He does love it round here though, and that counts for a lot when you get a horse who consistently performs well at Aintree. Does count for a lot, and he's he's worth a crack at this trip. Certainly, but I just think others are slightly more convincing for me. Number 10, Exitas, is... Rejuvenated. He sort of is, isn't he? Uh, he won the Veterans Chase at Aintree, beat him, beat that, two starts back, and then got beat by beat that at Warwick last time. Uh, he's he's could be back to form, and he is a very, very, very big price at 33-1. to 1, And... Well, if we're being sensible, this time two years ago, not this time last season, Exitas was rated... Well, at the start of last season, Exitas went into it... Of 115. 
Yeah. Rated 115. He's now Phil done an absolutely cracking job of him. He's now rated 145. Not too many horses improve the amount Exitas has at the age of Exitas. He'll, he's 10 now, isn't he? He'll be 11 going on Cheltenham, won't he? And, yeah. And he's a cracking old sort that makes us fall in love with jump yeah, racing. a testament to Phil Middleton's ability. Uh, been running really well recently. Again, maybe quite maybe high in the weights. The job Phil's done with him is has been unbelievable. But he might slightly be paying the price with that now because he's having to mix it. I know a lot of his win his lot of his good running are coming in the summer as well. Yeah. And now a lot of the big boys are back out. He's probably just slightly too high in the weights so for me exit us. But yeah, while we're talking about him, what a cracking job Phil Middleton's done and what an absolute credit to his connections that horse is. I agree. Uh, Number 11, we've talked about Warrior's Tale. Uh, in terms of the Grand Sefton, I'd be more inclined to go for the Sefton with him. So would I. Uh, I, I think this is just too far for him. Yeah, I think he, I think he stays three miles, but again, f- three miles is the, the, as far as he wants rather yeah. than his best distance. Yeah, I agree. And the Grand Sefton, for me, would be a more realistic proposition. Mm-hmm. Number 12, Go Conquer. Go Conquer. He's an interesting sort of type. He was entered in the Labrooks Trophy and withdrawn late on. He was third behind Traffic Fluid in the Sodexo Gold Cup. And he previously, the year before, he did win the Sodexo Gold Cup. He, he is interesting for me. It's a sort of profile that should see him go close in this, I think. Yeah, I agree. And over the fences, you never know what could happen. Would, would that not slightly worry you that? When he has he has had one experience of Aintree before, wasn't he? Did he he went off favourite or close enough to the top him two years ago? He, he went off nine to one and finished seventeen yeah, of twenty nine. Yeah, last one home. He was the last one home, and he was he had a rough race that day. He didn't. He made a couple of errors. I know he got bumped and banged a lot. I mean, you you, ne- you never know whether whether that'll affect him or whether he'll come back to Aintree and remember that he didn't have a good time last time he was here. <laughs> He's got flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, but it happens, you know what I mean? Especially unique, Aintree being such a unique course. I agree, that yeah. If that's in Go Conker's mind, he's saying, this wasn't fun last time I was here. I'm, I'm not going to bother. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. But I'd give him a chance, certainly. You know, this is a sort of race... He should be running well in, and I think. His first run this season will have cleared the cobwebs away and it'll be better for second time out. Yeah, Num- completely. Number 13, Mr. Proach, won the Kim Muir at Cheltenham, beating Maldini, who is still a novice, but we'll pretend that. Well, Maldini will still be a novice for about the next five years <laughs> is the way he's going about it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Proach really, I mean... He's high enough in the weights to get into the national now, and I know that is a target for him from Warren Grey Treks. Jim, are you going to slag another one of Warren's horses off? No, because I, I do quite like this horse quite a lot. Uh, he was disappointed in the Go- uh, Bet365 Gold Cup, but he stays well. I, I, I could possibly give him a, a chance in this. He, he could be in my five shortlist. Yeah, I, I would completely give him a chance. I'm just slightly disappointed at Sandown last time out, but I can kind of forgive horses. But maybe that run at Cheltenham took it all out of him. Yeah, and, exactly. And I, I can forgive horses poor runs towards the back end of the season because you don't know 
how much their campaign's taken the, out of them. The only issue is that he doesn't go that well fresh, and that could be an issue. Number yeah. 14, Furley on Rouge. I'll, I'll seem as you're a lead member of David Pike's Barmy Army. I'll let you fire away. I mean, he won this race two years ago, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And I think you'd be mental not to give him a chance. Again, he, well, he's running the national three times, aren't he? He was ninth last time. Yeah. He, he loves the fences. I, I think it's thoroughly established now Viola and Rouge doesn't stay in the Grand National trip. I agree. But he stays 3-2 very well. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's well within his capabilities. 10 stone 12, is that a decent a, weight on his back? Very, very fairly weighted, I think. And I'd, I'd, give, him a, I'd give him a massive shout. Massive shout. 16 to 1 there with everyone near enough. Number 15, just a par. Uh, he's changed trainers with from Jimmy Moffat now. Paul Nichols to Jimmy Muffet. Yeah, not not in the old uh, red and white colours either anymore. No. Uh, or, or the uh, the barber's colours. Yeah. He, he used to be shared between those two, didn't he? He's now owned by a Mr. Scott. Uh, I thought Justin Parr was retired. So, nice to see him running. Uh, surely, though, first run again off after, since the back of the 2017 season. No offence, but just not good enough, is he? Anymore. He shouldn't be anymore. His, his last win came in a veteran's chase two years ago. Uh Nice to see him back out, but should probably not be anywhere near this. Probably a little bit past it nowadays. Number 16, Cross Hugh Boy. Beat Dingo Dollar. Yeah, going at, back at air. Last season. Uh, he was slightly flat at Galway over hurdles, but back over fences here. He's, he's got a decent record over fences, 4th and 12. Uh, he deserves to have his place in the lineup and probably could run quite a good race. He's, yeah, he's still nicely weighted at 10 stone 10 and he's sort of gone under the radar a bit. And yeah, I, I can't see why he's 20 to 1. I'd, I'd, I'd have him almost half that price. Certainly, or maybe about 14s. Yeah, I like Cross you, boy. What, what odds? Oh, Jim's, Jim, Jim's looking at Labrooks, I'm looking at Willie Hills. He's 20s on Willie Hills. I'm 12s on Labrooks. And that's nothing to do with me. <laughs> is it? No. Yeah, wow. Well, I tell you what, if you're backing Cross U Boy, then go to William Hills because he's t- twice the price almost. I know. Yeah. I'd, I'd ter- it'd certainly be on my shortlist. I agree there. Yeah. Uh, I've done a lot of agreeing today, but yeah. he has got a very, very good chance. Number 17 is General Principal. That was an attempt at an Irish accent as, as a Desi. Says his name as he wins the Irish national, pronouncing every single letter <laughs> in the word in in his name. He 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 won the the Irish national as yeah. you've said and beat Isle of Hope and Dreams. He was fifteenth in the Troy Town last time out seasonal reappearance. Uh, he'll improve for that run and obviously will be another one of Gordon Elliott's that'll have a major chance. <sighs> Not for me. Not for you, no. Not for me at all. Again, a lot of the Irish. Stay in handicap form. Quite a lot of them, they tend to beat each other. Yeah. And, I mean, I know he's the, the reigning Irish national winner. I think that might have just been his day. That a was lot, his a, last a, day a, in the A sun. lot of the horses in behind him, like Isle of Hope and Dreams and Forever Gold, quite exposed yeah, in I terms agree. of the Irish handicapping scene. And I think general principle is as well. Mm-hmm. 
look, I, I, I could give him a squeak, but he wouldn't be one of my ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I prefer a lot of the others right. rather than general principle, if I'm honest. Calais Mad, number 18. A horse that I know you're quite a fan of. Yeah, Calais Mad, this is the sort of race he should be running well in. Again, I say that every time, but fifth behind Rockley Casbah last time out in that graded race at Cheltenham. Again, fourth again at Cheltenham behind Relentless Dreamer. It's good British staying handicap form. Consistent. We know exactly where Cali Mad is. And I'd certainly give him a chance. Interesting fact about him that, off a mark of one that I've only just noticed. He's, he's a half-brother to Ahmad. Is it? Which is a fact that I never knew. No, well, they want almost completely different trips, don't they? Because I see Calic Mad. I know Ahmad's not with us anymore, but he was a great out and out two miles mile attack from the front mm-hmm. and just sprint everyone into submission. And Calic Mad's the complete opposite. Yeah, once once a marathon does Calic Mad, I'd give him a chance certainly. Yeah. At number nineteen, Regal Throw won the Midlands National, yeah. didn't he? Uh, back last year for Bob Bob Buckler from the southwest. Again, I've gone Essex there. <laughs> yeah, moving on from that. <laughs> uh, he yeah. finished 15th in the Potemps. Over hurdles. Over hurdles, but this is back over fences. I, 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 I don't see him running. I think later on in the seasons when to catch him late on, soft ground could be more of his bag. He doesn't run as well on good. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got a nice string of wins on. Well, his last three wins have all come on heavy ground. He's a slow horse, his regal flow. I and agree. It's, it's a sort of the regional nationals, like the, the Midlands National that he won last season, the North Yorkshire National, races like that, Devon National. I mean, that would be Bob Buckler's local one, wouldn't it? The <laughs> Devon National. And it, it'd go absolutely mental, there'd be cider flowing. But, yeah. Just they, not quite good enough for this. They're quicker right? horses, if they're naming this. Yeah, number 20, Kimberlite Candy for Tom Lacey. Won his last two starts. Won at air last time out over uh, over three miles. And then, uh, prior to that, back end of last season, won at Chepstow. Again, both on heavy ground. I think I do think heavy ground is the big key to him. He's never sort of run on, he's never run on anything worse than good to soft. So he, he needs a bit of a downpour to run any sort of race. But I couldn't see him... Winning a big race in this, but he has got a low weight, so... Well, he's yeah, he's only six coming to the race off the back of the last two runs. I mean, if you were looking, that's a profile of an improver. Yeah, he, he'll certainly improve, but ground is a big key to him, I think. Yeah. Number 21, walking the mill, who missed the national on the day last season through through lameness, just crept in at the foot of the weights. Uh, again, I, I like walking the mill. He's a lovely sort of a horse. He was third behind Gold Present in the Lavazza Silver Cup listed race. Froden was in front of him. The form of that race is fairly strong. Third behind the Young Master last time at Cheltenham. That's that entitles him to be involved. Surely entitles him to be involved, and he must run a good race. Yeah. And he all sneaking off a low weight, and could see him possibly. Robert Walford's horse has been running well this season, as you've seen with Mister Medic winning the other week. I, I think he could be a decent chance and shouldn't be 25 to 1. Yeah, so, I mean, he was soundly beaten by the young master last time, never really anywhere closer than the third. But if that's blown the cobwebs away, he just pops over his fences as walking the mill, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's quite just very uncomplicated. And yeah, I, again, I, I could see 
I could see a, where a case could be made for him. Yeah. Uh, 22, look, call, it, call ma- it magic. Uh, while we're here, because it's the same connections, Bader absolutely Eel. mental. How did Bader go off 16 to 1 for the Grand National <laughs> last season? Mental. <laughs> it was an 80 to 1 shot any day of the week. Had no chance on any you, prior form. You t- did you back it? No. Can I, give, can I give you two reasons why? Though? Kate, what, Katie, Katie Walsh and, and it's, it's a grey. Katie Walsh and it's a grey, yeah. You know what? I could have put... You could have put money on Bader's heel being the best backed horse on the day. I'm still fuming because it looks like no sane man could have backed it. But moving on from that, uh, (laughs) was 10th in the Kerry National, uh, but was 7th in the Irish National. And as we talked about, General Principal won that race and Bells Hill was back in 5th. It's fair fair Irish staying handicap for me. Very in and out and could probably pop up in this, but I don't think he'll quite get in. Probably needs more. Well, they'll all probably get in. I mean, there's 27 enter now. I mean, they'll allow 24 to run, surely. Yeah, but I shouldn't be winning this, really, should he? 23, I could certainly give a chance to Highland Lodge. Just loves this race, doesn't he? Running officially in the Cheveley Park colours now instead of being in the Thompson colours. Yeah. I, I loves the entry. Was second in the Beecher last year. Two years ago. Two years ago, sorry. Third last year. And Henry Brook gets on really well with his it, horse. Won it in 2015. And could probably be not far away from the first four in this. Ten stone one's a lightweight. He, he's not got that much improvement, but you know where you stand with him, don't you, really? Yeah, completely. Completely. He's, twel- he's 12 now, he's Highland Lodge, and he's been a cracking servant. Was he with Emma Lavelle first? Originally, yeah. Earlier his career, and then rejuvenated by Jimmy Moffat. Uh, he's been a cracking servant to both his both his set of connections and again strange things would happen it's been it's been a race for your boys as well remember hello bud winning it yeah. when he was about 87 <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah again mark of 135 should still be within highland lodge's capabilities and he's he's won that merits consideration for me fine theater another uh, one of the irish contingent trained by paul nolan uh Another one who ran in the Irish National didn't get too far in that. But going going back to that... He's, he's had 11 chase starts, won one of them. He shouldn't be good enough to win this for no, me. No, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, his, his last two starts have both been over hurdles and neither of them have yielded anything better than a, a midfield finish. And he's running out the weights here, nine stone, 12 on his back and really shouldn't have any sort of influence on this race no number 25 Fieta Territory now this is a horse who's running out of the handicap who I think has got a very big chance massive chance yeah he, I agree I think she's into favouritism now in some in some places I'm 7-1 to one here uh, yeah I'm the same second behind Ibis Durer earlier on in the season where the world's end was back in third a string of threes and twos next to her name yeah, I mean she's never been worse than third and, over uh, fences and it's she deserves to. She's got a big one in her, and I think could run a massive race in this. Yeah, she's jumped, she's jumped round these fences before. She finished third in the top of last and season behind Ultra Gold. Especially with Whaley Cohen's record around the fences at Aintree, has to be within the first three for me, and would be disappointed if she didn't run a big race. Yeah, uh, number twenty-six must meet a lady for John Joe O'Neill uh, again. 
not the sort of profile you'd think to win this race, but did beat Vibrato Valtat at Doncaster last season. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about him there. Yeah, soundly beaten in the Skybet chase since, and his last start was back in May, where he was midfield in a race that you tox it up. And his so, price of 50 to 1 just represents his chance for me. Yeah, yeah, another, we're getting to the bottom of the way, it's now number 27, Federici, uh, fourth in this last year. Pulled up in the Glen Farkless at Cheltenham. Yeah, not, not for me, yeah. I mean, I mean, if 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 you like Federici, you, you're going on the fact that he finished fourth in this last year, rather than any other his form. And his course and distance is what you need here, to be honest. Yeah, probably probably though, again, likely to struggle, I think. And the bottom line in the way, it's there to endeavour. He's running this race a couple of times, aren't he? He's certainly always entered in it. Runs well, yeah. He's he's running the beach twice before in his career, uh, 2016 and 2015. He was second behind Highland Rod. Highland Lodge back in 2015 he'd have to need a repeat of that form to run anywhere close if you were to fancy Highway at Highland Lodge you'd have to fancy Dare to Endeavour for me so you're a mentalist it's absolutely ludicrous Jim absolutely ludicrous three years ago three years ago that race was I mean and he's not won I'm going all the way he's not won since the 25th of April 2014 in a class three at Perth. All right, maybe that was the a bit fa- of a the fact that Highland, statement. the fact that Highland Highland Lodge has continued to put in decent performances since 2015. Dare to endeavours down to an official rating of 116 now over fences. I mean, it's just irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant, and he shouldn't have any realistic chance in this. Right, we've gone through all 28 of them. One, two, three, please, Mister Watson. Oh, put the pressure on now. Uh, first, Black Lion. Second, Theatre Territory. And third, Don Pauly. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love I love Don Pauly's get a mention because I said everyone's head would explode seeing Don Pauly win a race. It'd be hilarious. I, I, I love him and I love the fact that it's just the wind-up yeah. of... The amount of people who just don't like Don Polly <laughs> and call him Don slowly. <laughs> Do a boover there. Stick your fingers up at him, Don, and just tell them all to bugger off. For me, uh, I'm probably going to go the winner is Verlion Rouge. Verlion Rouge? Mm-hmm. For me. Don't bully me about it being David Pipe. But, again, just a, a mad solid profile at Aintree. Jumps around these fences. 16 no to 1 tip. Yeah, jumps around these fences, no problem, and certainly should be involved. A staying on second Bally Optic. Yeah, I can see that. Certain, I just think further is his game, and for me, third Black Lion, again, always runs well in this, and still off a fair mark. Although it's his, might, his time might, of year, yeah, isn't it? Might, might be a little bit of a tough one to win off one five eight. Is that it for the beacher? I think so. Right, we've just got time now to fit in our eye catcher of the week. A long lead for the pace setting Not Nanus, the 13th and final fence. Another great leap. What a leaper this bail boy is. Second base down is the last day. Kubatana inherits second position. Then Dustando Mod in third. There's a hundred yards for Not Nanus in front, and he's easing down. He is for me, 
those Tiger feet that won uh, a two-mile national open flat race at Hereford earlier this week, or last Wednesday. Uh, Kim Bailey trained David Bass Road out of Shantou and was very, very green and needed to be niggled along for most of the race, but soon flew home. I, I do think running over two mile was way too short and three mile will be his bag later on and cost €47,000, so quite expensive. Only a three-year-old and I could possibly see a lot more to come from this horse in the future, comfortably beat the field. There wasn't much special in behind and there was a lot of green horses but those tiger feet was the one who won and is definitely the one to take out the race for me what about you lewis for me it's got to be not nanus who absolutely bolted up at newbury on friday the most impressive performance of the whole weekend in my opinion 17 17 length victory in in that novice chase for the gary moore train gelding uh, winner at faken and before that now officially rated 148 and an Arkle, an outside Arkle prospect certainly just looked a class above everything, in, and it wasn't a poor race by any stretch of the imagination. Did you hear the story about Jamie Moore and that horse? He saw it won in Ireland, and then six months later it appeared in the yard, and he was like, oh, I wanted to buy that horse months ago, and then it suddenly appeared, and now he's just rode it to victory in that race. Yeah, it looks, looks, looks very, very talented, not Nannis. Uh just just before we leave, the entries for the Tingle Creek have just come out. We could, we could have done with them being an hour earlier. But they are Altior, St Calvados, Soul Royale, Min, Underso, Great Field, Special Tiara, God's Own, Speridec and Geno Trail. All ten of them turn up, cracking line-up. In fact, even if only five of them turn up, cracking race. What a race that is in prospect. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a cracking weekend of racing. Uh, is that it for this week's all, Jim? I think so. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Turf Talk Pod. Uh, follow our private accounts, which is LT Racing, and uh, at James Watson 98. Yeah, bless up. <laughs> See you in a bit. Cheers. See you later.